0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Word Forward podcast, a place where we explore the intersection of personal development and faith through audio storytelling. My name is Estelle, and today I will be speaking with Jeremy Yap, a senior graphic designer who helps brands to stay fresh and relevant, but on top of that, also started podcasts like Ponder and Church Rehab. Without revealing too much, let's get into Jeremy's story. <laughs> Hey Jeremy, thanks for coming on to Word for Work. I'm actually very excited that we have the opportunity to host a fellow podcaster like yourself. So let's kick things off by you sharing a little bit about yourself, your background, your interests. Your career, basically anything you would like our listeners to know about you as a person.
1: Thanks, Estelle. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, very excited to be here as well. So just a little bit of background on myself. Um, I am from the, a town called Kwantan, Pahang, uh, same as Estelle. We went to the same school together. Um, the difference is that I was in the art stream in um, upper secondary school. Because um, in, when I was about 15, I've discovered my childhood passion, like I've rediscovered my childhood passion of art and you know, drawing, and naturally, that led me to discover also the field of graphic design. And uh, I found that, you know, hey, actually I can make money, uh, make a living out of doing what I like. So I decided to pursue that um, as a lifelong career. And fast forward, you know, going to college in uh, KL, um, continuing on to work as a graphic designer for the past about seven to eight years now. And here I am, I'm a senior graphic designer with a sort of a PR communications agency that's based in Singapore, but we also have an office in Malaysia. So I'm still doing what I like. Uh, I still have a passion for everything that's beautiful, everything that's well-designed. And that's who I am. You know, it's uh, design is a very integral part of uh, who I am. I love everything that's aesthetic, you know, as the as you know millennials say. Um, so, um, when it comes to my faith, uh, I have, I've always been in um, Sunday schools because my mom was a first generation Christian, and she decided that putting me in Sunday school will help me to improve my English, so to say, and. Um, I've always hung out around that circle and at 15 years old, I got saved at a youth camp and I have not looked back since. So that was my point of transition from being just another average guy to now a child of God and, uh, yeah, been a Christian for about almost a big half of my life now.
0: Wow, that's uh, actually very inspiring to hear. And even more so, I think a lot has happened since high school, right? So you found both your passion and uh, our life passion as well, which is Jesus Christ himself. So that's yes. uh, really <laughs> one of the peak. And thanks for sharing that with us. I was just wondering, um, I mean, for me, when I talk to my friends, it's quite rare that they also found their passion Um, very early on right Uh, because friends or at least in in my circle they tend to still explore during university and then might end up doing something completely different for their career but in your case as what you just explained you are pretty much consistent since you found your passion have there been any instances where you have some doubts or has it always been smooth sailing out just curious.
1: I'm glad you asked that actually, because uh, although design is my passion and I will always have a special place for anything that's beautiful and artistic in my life, I find um, as I continue my work and as I continue to you know, seek out new experiences in life, I feel like um, it is possible for uh, you to on a job and you know have it not be something that you're passionate about like you said you know like um, our peers most of them were still discovering their uh, passion and what they like even up till you know their first two years of working perhaps Uh, it just so happened that I found my passion when I was a lot younger but I think over the years I've become I have began to accept that it is possible to you know Do something that may not necessarily be your lifelong passion, but then you can still explore what you like, what you're passionate about, your newfound joy outside of the work environment. And I think that's my stance right now. And uh, perhaps, I guess, I might not know where I'll be in the next 5 to 10 years, but at the time being, I think as long as I still have creativity in me, I guess I'll still be doing something that's creative related, like design or art itself, fine art, maybe. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's very good to hear. And uh, I always remember, it's one of my favorite quotes. So creativity is actually intelligence having fun. And uh, it's very cool to to see that you found that passion and still very much alive in the work you do today. And uh, because I'm... I'm not a artistic person, so I'm just very curious to understand how does your day look like as a senior graphic designer working with brands? Perhaps you could share how uh, a typical or untypical workday would look like for you. Um, also sharing a little bit of some highlights or also some lowlights that you have experienced in your seven years of career so far.
1: Sure. So my day-to-day job involves a lot of uh, back and forth, actually, between me and uh, my client facing colleagues. And then sometimes I'll also be involved when it comes to talking to clients. Uh, if uh, So the kind of job that I have, uh, they're that, that kind of like an informal two categories. Uh, so the first one we'll call bread and butter projects, and the second one we'll call uh, huge projects. Uh, so for the bread and butter projects, what we usually do is we will have some simple tasks, um, simple to medium tasks uh, that are assigned by our clients. And what we'll do is we'll typically just follow the uh, follow their requests and occasionally make some creative proposals so that you know they can see that there's actually more that they could possibly do you know with uh what they wanted to achieve uh, and that's um, the job of a creative to let them know that more is possible and when it comes to big projects if I let's say I'm on a big project uh, on a day-to-day basis I would probably be um ideal coming up with a lot of ideas conceptualizing coming up with a lot of um interesting fun things that may or may not even be rejected in the end but Uh, The idea is to play first, you know, and then uh, have when something fun and functional comes along the way, just present them to our clients and hope they say yes. Uh, So day to day, aside from uh, communicating with my colleagues, I will also spend about, you know, most of my days in front of the computer working on Adobe software, coming up with new logos and refining visuals and then uh, it's about it actually Mm. maybe some occasional brainstorms when we have something really huge coming up yeah highlights right oh you mentioned highlights highlights i think definitely having big projects would be highlights of uh, my work so when we when i get to come up with something crazy fun that is also effective when it comes to helping the client improve their businesses. So that's always a highlight. Um, I like to tell stories and um, there's a field in my job called branding, uh, which is also my passion, uh, my niche passion in graphic design. So um, when I get to tell interesting stories about uh, my clients, uh, there's a sense of accomplishment. And I feel that, that high that probably runners get, you know, or like, um uh, yeah um so there's a very famous tagline by one of the agencies in my line of work called um it goes truth well told um it's not just truth be told when it comes to design and anything that's aesthetic related i i think there's always an opportunity to tell uh true stories about brands in a very interesting way and Overall, whenever I get to do that, uh, it's a high for me.
0: Great. And uh, sounds very exciting. And I guess finding inspiration, but at a consistent pace, is, can be challenging as well. And I heard um, also from, from the uh, daily routine that you experience as a graphic designer. So you, you might be having some individual work as well as uh, also working in teams. How has that been for you so far? So how is the team dynamics in uh, the design scene?
1: Yeah. So naturally, when you're in an artistic environment, uh, a more uh, creative environment, there will be a lot of people who, including myself, who wants to you know kind of showcase what they can do and make a name or even climb the ladder. And uh, with creative people where ideas are usually subjective and opinions are usually subjective, I guess it just comes with a lot of conflicts sometimes. Um, And it's a very natural thing. You will probably find that in most of the creative companies around town. Uh, So workplace conflicts uh, is a huge challenge for me. Uh, In the past, actually, (laughs) not so much anymore here in my current job. Uh, My current job (laughs) is perfect. So uh, workplace conflicts and interpersonal relationships are some of the things that I've had to learn and relearn and learn and relearn from day one of working in the kind of environment that I'm in. Um, There are a lot of, uh, sad to say, there are a lot of politics and fragile egos in the world of design and communication and advertising. Uh, And when I say fragile ego, I guess I meant myself as well, because when we go to school, uh, when we go to design school, and uh, when we go for um, networking events, we are often told that, you know, all of us are special and all of us can come up with the next big story, the next big campaign. And I think... The it doesn't help also that when you work with ideas and in a high pressure environment, um the personality or the individual can often get uh minimized in uh to sacrificially to you know give way for ideas to come forward, the be- the best one to come forward. Um and if you are not mature, I guess you take criticism very personally. I've been there. Um, there are times where I feel like that person is not just attacking the work that I've done, but it's attacking me as well. So when, I guess, when frag- fragility meets fragility, there's glass all over the floor, you know. Uh, so there are a lot of very common uh Stories of you know people feeling used, uh, uh, whether it's artistically or in the, in terms of you know labor hours in my industry. So those are things that are well often neglected when you know you you go into the design school and they tell you you're gonna be a very good designer one day you're gonna you know win awards you gotta go into the best companies but they don't tell you these things so that's something that I've, I've had to come to terms with. From my days as a young designer until now,
0: hmm and uh thanks for sharing also the the ups and downs in in your journey right and ultimately it's we're learning um also not in in the creative industry but in all careers, uh, especially when we're starting out there's things that we found out, hey this is actually different from what we learned from school or from uni. they didn't tell us this how do we respond, right? And oftentimes before even taking that three seconds to think about how the response could be, we react already based on, I don't know, gut feel or or instinct and um, conflict. I think that's something that you touch upon and it's very relevant. I was just wondering if if it's also comfortable for you to share, is there any specific examples that stayed with you And how did you discover how to overcome certain conflicts?
1: Yeah, I will share uh, something that uh, I guess it's more personal to me. because, uh, But I think most of my colleagues in the industry would probably have faced the same thing as well, Uh, especially Christian designers, because uh, when you're so engrossed in your job, Sometimes you just forget that, you know, your your, your first identity as a child of God. Um, so from the day I started working as a designer, um, as I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of interpersonal relationship um, issues wherever I went. And, uh, and there are also um, financial, like, I, I was also very dissatisfied with the, uh, the way they compensate creatives especially junior to mid-level designers because truth be told we we are not paid very well until we reach a certain level Um, the the salary gap is very very uh, steep when it comes to the design world Um, so conflict after another and dissatisfaction after one another Um, I kept switching jobs and I thought that, you know, things would be better at a different company. Maybe all I need to do is just keep jumping, keep hopping around, job hopping, and I might see something better. But all I saw was just marginal improvements in in terms of culture, relationships, and even my personal fulfillment. I thought um, I would be able to do more awesome stuff when I switch companies, but they're all mostly the same when you're at that level that you're at, you know, junior, mid-level. and things didn't get any better at all and there came a point in uh, my career where I I was at the worst of worst places uh, where the money wasn't that great, the working hours were very 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 intense and uh, there's just this aura of you know tension and conflict in the company and I, it was so bad that it affected me until I couldn't sleep at night sometimes. And it made me doubt my creativity and my worth as a person, actually, and as a designer. So I had to quit. And I, that's where I found myself at crossroads. You know, I wasn't sure where to go uh, because nothing seemed to have worked. Um, the marginal improvements helped to kept me to to keep me going in uh, those work past working places, but at that very moment where I was in between jobs and I was doubting myself, I just wasn't sure anymore whether um, this thing can work. Whether I need to you know take on uh, something, try something else in life, or. Uh, go to the client side and work for a design agency anymore uh, emotionally I was in a very broken place a very scarred place because all those uh, past workplace traumas suddenly kept uh, you know caught up with me and that's where I started praying and fasting because I realized that I have been relying on myself this whole time I was the center of my life, not God. Career became my idol. Money became my pursuit. And my desires were the only desires that I wanted to satisfy. So I had to repent. And I had turned back to God. And in in that fast uh, and in the time of prayer, I, I just surrendered my career into God's hands. And when I least suspected it, as I was... Uh, you know, searching for my job. Uh, When I fully surrendered, he provided. And God blessed me with a job that really defied all my expectations of which company I'm supposed to be in. Uh, And I wasn't joking when I said earlier that my current job is perfect because I am, for the first time in my life, you know, everything clicked financially um, in terms of personal satisfaction. and good work that I get to do uh, wherever and wherever there is a lag in my current job. His grace just covered it. Um, so the culture and the covering, the provision, um, uh, for the first time in my life, I could say that I have emotional fulfillment as well in my uh, work side of things, of life. and. All of these took place without having to sacrifice my essential convictions in Christ and in my personal values. So, the only resource I would say is to, you know, uh, look to God. Don't leave God out of your whatever ups and downs in your career.
0: Indeed, and amen to that, right? And uh, God is always there for us, whether we're at our Lows or even at our highs and it's very important that we set our eyes on him I was just wondering, um, looking back right, what would you do differently if given a chance again when experiencing such conflict
1: I think it would be very helpful if I had a mentor or just senior designers whom i can trust but at that time i didn't have it so i guess yeah if i could start all over again i would actively look out for people who could guide me in um the work environments that i was i was in um maybe from what i've learned through hard knocks i guess i would say it would be if i could start all over again i would remind myself, I would constantly tell myself that uh I need to be humble. Mm, I need to be more aware of the workplace dynamics wherever I go. And I need to remember that in very crude words, I need to remember my place because I'm an employee and I'm supposed to be a team player. And in order for a company to flourish that can there's no room for uh, lone rangers honestly so wherever i have experienced ego and pride perhaps that came from a place of uh, insecurity i think it is a healthy thing to be competitive and to want to impress your clients and your bosses but i think what was missing was probably the ability to celebrate what my other colleagues were achieving at the same time, so if I could go back, I would tell myself to be a more supportive person, a more kind person, and to not diminish the works of anyone else, and all I can do is just hope that i'll be uh, hope that the favor will be returned in terms of finances i guess i would probably uh i i wish i discovered glassdoor earlier you know cuz you know you get to see all the reviews of a company and you also get to see sort of like a range of uh, the salary that they pay i wish i discovered more about uh more books like you know how to win friends and influence people or um channels that uh I don't know, Simon Sinex Simon channel or something like that. So maybe those leadership and uh, interpersonal self-help kind of materials would have been very helpful when I started. Mm. Yeah, that's all I can think of.
0: Cool. And I think it's, it's always good to reflect, right? things that you might do differently, but again, it could be things that you could even start now or have been doing. Even for me, it's always been a continuous learning journey. Um, Depending if it's a success, you could even learn things from a success, but especially I find learnings are more prominent and they really stick to your mind when it's painful. So when you really fail at something, Mm. that sticks even more. And uh, that's, also when I learned also uh, about attention, so the things or people that you put your attention on, so you have to consciously choose where you place your attention. If you place on attention the things and people that you are grateful for, and that would very subtly change your way of perceiving things, even perceiving conflicts, and also would encourage you to be a little bit more forgiving. At least that's also from where I learned uh, to be more forgiving to people that does not agree with me on certain opinions. And perhaps even if you take the chance to learn what was the reason that they disagree with you, and oftentimes for me, I learned a thing or two because I was so... Mm -hmm clouded by my own perspective right and just by pausing and asking oh why did you say that why did you bring up this mm-hmm. point uh, would already bring in different perspective to things and ultimately the bottom line is everybody is working for the same company everybody wants the best as well for for the company so just sharing two cents because i really resonate to your sharing today All right, so um, looking at the time, we would like to wrap up as well. So perhaps for the benefits of our listeners, can you share some key takeaways from your experience, especially in your line of work? And um, perhaps wrap it up with a a verse that you also resonate in this season.
1: Yeah, so um, I will start with career takeaway, and then I'll share some personal takeaways. And then I'll just briefly share uh, my takeaway as a Christian. So when it comes to career, as I mentioned earlier, the sooner you learn workplace dynamics and being street smart, the less you'll suffer uh, in the design industry, um, and even more specifically for my industry, I guess being humble helps. Uh, So be humble and promote your work. Uh, It's a constant tension that you have to master to make it in this industry. Uh, But I guess in general for people who are not even designers, I think I found it very helpful to uh, strive to be a valuable employee because you're paid to make your boss and clients happy. So just remember that if you don't want to make people happy, I guess you can start your own company. And I guess I mentioned briefly earlier as well that you don't have to love what you do, but you do need to do it well. Um, When it comes to personal takeaways, I guess I found it very helpful when I don't take myself too seriously um, because I'm not the center of the world. And if I can't laugh about myself, if I can't see the beauty of others excelling or find joy in celebrating other people, then I won't be very fun to work with or be around. Um, And again, I'm at a point where I feel like um, work is work, you know, go in, do your best and get paid, enjoy life. Um, There's a, I don't have a specific verse, but I found the book of Ecclesiastes surprisingly uh, helpful to come to terms with my stage of life right now, you know. The book of Ecclesiastes concluded with uh, something along the lines of, you know, labor, eat, be merry, and enjoy the little and fleeting things that we have because money, fame, work, and this life itself won't last forever. I don't think it's a nihilistic or uh, you know, pessimistic view of life, but I think it's rather rational and unromanticized. It's an un- un- unromanticized view towards life. Uh, maybe this will change too, but for now, I, I'm enjoying it. And I think some takeaways as a Christian would be, don't ever let anything rob your attention from God. Um, always seek first His kingdom, because He's the Lord of your entire life, and He has to be the Lord of your entire life. Um, you can get either tossed and fro by the winds and waves of the world, and suffer before you prodigally return to Him, Or God will lovingly discipline you so that you don't stray away from him beyond return. And it's our choice, actually. So, and I guess, take take to heart and remember that nothing can possibly matter more than love your God, love your neighbor. I think that's very important in whatever we do. Um, Jesus showed us how to carry his kingdom on earth. And contextually, we have to constantly think about how we can do that in each area of our life and broadly and I guess principally as well. That's what you're partnering with God for until Jesus returns.
0: Amen, Jeremy. Thanks again for sharing those um, nuggets of wisdom. And like you said, we are of course who we are in this earth but we are more the sons and daughters of our heavenly father and just to also do a little bit of promotion i know you don't like self-promotion so i'll do it for you so jeremy is also the host of uh, ponder right a podcast where you could hear he discuss difficult and often overlooked topics in the christian walk of life and also a very exciting one uh, starting this month he's also collaborating with another podcaster and they have already the first uh, episode in church rehab which is a limited series for christians who have been hurt by churches to get plugged back into healthy and thriving churches so very inspiring work there i've heard a couple of episodes uh, really looking forward to hearing more and as for today's uh, word for word sharing again thank you very much jeremy to be our guest today and uh, with that we'll see you in the next episode until then take care and god bless Everyone, thank you for tuning in to this week's release of Word 4.
1: Do follow us on our socials and subscribe for more content.
0: And we'll see you in our next episode. Bye Bye-bye. bye.